DoorDash helps you make cash fast. All you need is your bike and a smartphone. The sign-up process is super quick and easy. Now you get to choose your own hours and be your own boss. And best of all, you get to keep 100% of your tips. Download the DoorDash driver app today to get started. everybody welcome back to mile hard podcast episode 90 we've hit the 90 mark i know i can't believe we've almost done 100 episodes what are we gonna do for our 100th episode someone was asking we gotta go big do something don't promise them something too good yeah (laughs) maybe like a really requested topic i mean don't get too excited we can't like promise the world here but yeah and hopefully by the 100th we'll be in our studio so maybe we can do something cool let's hope 10 episodes from now we better yeah we better we better be (laughs) that's like 10 weeks from now but today, everyone, we are doing a ponder sesh. We are. It is it kind of a today. mixed bag of everything. If you've not heard one before, it's just kind of like talking about a wide variety of smaller topics that we can't make into full podcasts and kind of sharing with each other. We each brought a few to the table. Yeah, it's kind of fun to just come here and enlighten each other about different yeah. random things. And it is fun. Interesting stories. I'm sure you guys will find interesting as well. Mm-hmm. But we also wanted to talk real quick that we our merch dropped. Kendall's actually, if you're watching on YouTube, yes. she's wearing one of the new hoodies. Um, we have a new and improved merch shop, mm-hmm. milehigher.com. This is the Mountain Crest hoodie. Yeah, it's really cool. Lots of new new stuff on there. Um, there's going to be more stuff added here soon. Yep. Um, and quantities are limited. So if you want mm-hmm. something, go get that shit because it's, it's limited. Go. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then I uh, also want to thank our sponsors for today's episode, Snow, Ritual, Stamps.com, and Upstart. Um, thank you guys for sponsoring the show. But let's just go ahead and jump right into this week's news topics. The first story, um, I actually hadn't really heard a lot until I started actually looking around online uh, for stories. And apparently, the Keystone Pipeline leaked 383,000 gallons of crude oil in North Dakota. And it seems like really nobody's giving a shit. Um, as far as like lots of mainstream coverage and things like that, because yeah, like what the hell? This is really bad because I mean, oil spills are really nasty and really affect the environment and animals and water um, and the people that live where these spills happen. So there hasn't been any major news network coverage. I don't no, really I mean, I mean anymore, the so. you know the mainstream media is starting to put out articles online, but mm-hmm. I really haven't seen anything on TV or anything insane. like that. that much. And yeah, really it's really scary. It's of course, they don't want to report that, though. Right. Well, yeah, the energy companies don't want that mm-hmm. to get out, especially since they're trying to extend the Keystone pipeline. Right. Right. The Keystone XL expansion, which would which was all those protests and, you know, all mm-hmm. the uh, Native American reservations up there. That's going to go across. And this is exactly what they're afraid of. They're afraid of leakages like this, where, yeah. you know, you would think for these energy companies for as much money and profits as they generate that they would have some better way to monitor their pipeline. Yeah, make sure things go right. Like, why aren't they, like, flying a drone up and down the pipeline, like, all day, making sure that there's not leakages? It really makes no sense. Because 383,000 gallons is quite a bit of oil uh, to just, like, oh, oops. Quite a bit, yeah. You just noticed that the pressure, they said, like, the pressure, like, they get a pressure drop in the gauges. They have, like, they have ways to monitor it to some extent. Right. So they knew and they said, oh, we shut it down, blah, blah, blah. But the damage is already done. Yeah. Um, this is a wetland area and it's about half an acre uh, just filled with toxic <sighs> sludge everywhere. Oh, gosh. And oil is just like such a pain to clean up. You really can't clean it up that well. Right. Um, Especially and, with that much of it. 
Yeah, exactly. And it seeps down into the ground and into the soil and, you know, potentially into groundwater that ends up in people's homes. So, yeah. So of course they don't want to really report on this. Yeah, exactly. Turns out the people were right. Exactly. And I mean, I don't know. I'm, I just like, don't understand why we're still investing in crude oil and this pipeline when clearly we need to switch off of fossil fuels mm-hmm. if we want the you know our planet to survive, to survive. and for us to survive like why Period. are we still even bothering with this like it just seems like such a pain like yeah. I, I read another article like we can generate enough wind power to completely take us off of everything like oh you know you can do offshore wind farms and things like that it's just it's so weird i mean we know what it is it comes back to the control that these oil companies have and energy right. companies have and they don't want this to go away so mm-hmm. They're willing to put us all at risk in the name of oil. So it's disgusting. But this next story is really interesting, um, kind of confirms all of our suspicions. But a forensic pathologist, um, a private pathologist, I should say, Dr. Michael Baden, um, essentially was there during Jeffrey Epstein's autopsy and observed it. And he's now speaking out. And this guy's a well known uh, pathologist, actually. He was involved in. High profile cases such as uh, the OJ Simpson trial, mm-hmm. uh, the police murder of Michael Brown and Ferguson. Um, and he was actually hired by Epstein's brother to observe the autopsy because clearly they don't, you know, I, even his brother's suspicious about what had happened to him. You know, they he didn't believe yeah. that this was a suicide. No, I mean, it's so clear. It's not that, you know, out of the box to think this was not. A suicide i mean it's right. pretty obvious it's yeah it's almost blatantly obvious that yeah. it wasn't a suicide yeah so he hired this guy michael baden and he was just recently interviewed on uh fox and friends actually so during the interview that he did with uh the fox and friends they asked him straight up are you saying you don't think it was a suicide and he replied i think that the evidence points toward homicide rather than suicide Going on to reiterate that the fractures in the hyoid bone are very unusual for suicide and more indicative of strangulation. Interesting. Yeah. So like, you know how at first they're like, oh yeah, that's like typical with suicide, but it's actually seems like it's more typical in a strangulation. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's a different type of pressure. Yeah. You know, someone's hands versus Versus a rope. Yeah. And again, the whole like official story of him like jumping off the bunk or hanging from the bunk. What? Hanging himself on his knees. I just like, can't makes no see sense. it happening. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's just so sketchy. It really is. It, it, yeah. I don't know even how they came to that conclusion. So when they first found Epstein, they kind of rushed a conclusion that he had committed suicide. But in fact, at the time of the autopsy, the doctor doing the autopsy didn't think there was enough information to say suicide. So she put it pending further study. But now wow. the family wants to know why it was changed from pending to further study to suicide like why they just changed that ruling uh so easily like that because there's people behind the scenes pulling the strings making things something happen. weird's going on um but then they also asked uh the pathologist did he have any signs of trying to fight back and baden explained that he looked at the fingernail clippings to see if there was any else's dna on it but he hasn't released the result of that yet oh wow yeah Neither has or neither about the information, uh, the DNA on the ligature actually hasn't been released as well, which was the, what he used to hang himself essentially. Wow. So whoever made it or put it on him should have some DNA on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just says, we don't know yet. We, it hasn't been um, completely examined yet. So that'll be pretty telling if they can 
yeah definitely if it's even there anymore i mean as we know a lot of times these types of items just disappear it's just crazy all the sketchiness though surrounding uh his death the fact that two prison guards fell asleep like what are the chances of that i know and it feels like the general public feels like something weird happened you know it doesn't seem like it's just the conspiracy people like most people are like okay this looks very strange yeah i think yeah i think the mass majority of the the population thinks that he was murdered yeah I did and too. that this wasn't a suicide seems but, pretty obvious and plus it, it makes total sense like why people would want to have him killed yeah you know, yeah, he exactly. had a lot of dirt on a lot of people. Totally. There's totally. many people out there who could want to take Jeffrey Epstein out. Totally. Or people in, you know, coming together to do it as a group. Very true. Conspiring. That's yeah. what conspiracy means. Exactly. As much as this could be a conspiracy, could it have been just an inmate that didn't, you know, didn't like him or what he did mm. and just took him out? I mean, it's possible, but I would say I don't believe that as much as it's something more organized because it seems like for all these other things to go wrong, like the cameras to not work super well. Yeah, the fact there's no footage of of like the top, you know, the most high And then there were guards like asleep. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, They both fell asleep. Yeah, like that, I mean, it kind of seems like there's some corruption going on through the whole system. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that people are being like paid off. Yeah. So I don't think a prisoner could pull this off just because they don't like him. And why would they want to like, Whatever. If you're bad enough to be being kept with Jeffrey Epstein, you're probably in there for life. Anyone that could actually get it, their hands on him. Unless and at they're that getting point, paid off or something. Why would you try to know. hide it and yeah. make it seem like a suicide? True. Yeah. You know? Why wouldn't you want to be like the one that took out Jeffrey Epstein? Right. So I feel like it wouldn't be this like big hidden yeah. thing if. Yeah. So. Well, it I seems, mean, it really seems like there was an organized plot to take him within out. the correctional facility. Yeah. Even. Like it seems like they may have staged this yeah well and didn't this all happen right before he actually passed away like a month before or weeks before or something there was another attack on him yeah yeah that so, was when he was with the roommate yeah yeah i mean it's all probably the same thing that was probably an attempt that just didn't work yeah very much it definitely could have been mm-hmm. yeah it's really crazy we there, may never know though as we don't with many things we never know the truth about some of these yeah crazy events they certainly stopped talking about him on the mainstream yeah most people forgot about it yeah it ha- really hasn't been out there that much mm-hmm. i haven't been talking about it. it's being covered up and forget about it pretty much mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's really wild stuff but the next uh story i want to talk about was something we uh talked about last week actually with the uk truck um with 39 people found frozen to death inside of it Right, and we just wanted to tell you guys also that we re- we do record these episodes in advance. I know we always post we post the video on Wednesdays and the audio on Mondays, but we film them normally like days before that, like right. Friday or sometimes even Thursday. So um, last time we said we weren't sure how the people had died. They ha- there was a lot of rumor and up in the air stuff. Yeah, there really wasn't much released. But it had come out. It had come out already once the episode went up, so it kind of looked like we were missing things, but. Just a reminder, we do film in advance. Not everything. Yeah, I didn't have all the facts yet. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's essentially what happened. We know his name is Maurice Robinson, Mm -hmm. a 25-year-old who was driving this truck. And he's from Northern Ireland, actually. And he was charged with the 39 counts of manslaughter, conspiracy to traffic people, conspiracy to assist unlawful uh, immigration, and money laundering. And he's due in court on November 25th. 
But wow. police are saying that they believed at first that all the people that were dead were Chinese citizens, but more than 20 Vietnamese families, almost all from the same region, have since uh, expressed fears that their loved ones were among the victims. They still have an ID to everybody yet wow. um, in the truck. It's probably going to take a while. Right. From all over the place, too, these people. Well, it seems like it could even be all of them could be possibly from Vietnam. Oh, really? All of them? All of them could wow. be. Yeah, there's been conflicting reports. Like some have yeah. said it's Chinese, some have said it's uh, Vietnamese, but mm-hmm. um, it seems like it could be even all Vietnamese because Vietnam is a, a hotbed for human trafficking. There's a lot of human trafficking that comes out of some of Vietnam's poorest regions. There's actually criminal gangs there that exploit young people and you know people are desperate to get out of mm-hmm. these poverty conditions and you know try to have a chance somewhere else and they swoop these are in. like immigrants pretty much yeah well th- what they do is they trick them they say hey mm-hmm. you know we'll give you money to send back to your family we'll get you there and all of that and you know in reality it's not really what they're doing mm-hmm. um, most of the time so yeah it's it's just really fucked up um, but they're actually looking still for two brothers from northern ireland in connection uh, to these deaths. Wow. Christopher Hughes and Ro- Ronan Hughes. So, yeah, look out for them if you're uh, in those areas because what a bunch of bad, bad dudes. Seriously. For real. I just can't believe people traffic other humans. Like I know, it's pretty and, shocking. And think that that is remotely okay. I know. I mean, you have to be such scum to take the only thing that we really have to hold on to as human which is like freedom you know at the very least your mm-hmm. freedom is like so important and to just like take someone and try to own them and treat them as a property an animal a yeah, livestock like, or yeah, something is yeah. unbelievable that people can do that with a straight face and it happens so much all over the place all over the world yeah in places you would least expect it's it pretty shocking that guy like posted a selfie like yeah. smiling and stuff how yeah. do you sleep at uh, night? How do you bro? even get into this stuff? That's what I, I don't even understand how you get into this world. You must be desperate to have to get into this. Yeah. I mean, geez. I mean, I don't even know what kind of money is in it. Like the risk that you take is yeah, insane. It so, must be decent money if people are taking these huge risks to cut 39 people in the back. That's just so crazy. Oh, yeah. The other thing that I was going to say is uh, somebody that actually drives trucks in the UK, I believe. Uh, shout out to you for, for messaging me about this and explaining how it works. Because I had said that, you know, that came from Bulgaria and it oh, came from like it, Western right. Europe to England and England's obviously an, an island. So there's that tunnel and apparently only the cab of the truck, I believe, goes through the tunnel and the trailer just gets put on a ship, I believe, like a ferry and they ferry it to the UK. Mm-hmm. So uh, the two are separate, but then they, you know, at the port, they reconnect them. So, yeah, pretty crazy stuff, though. But this last story I've got comes right out of Colorado, and and this has gained some national attention because it's pretty, I don't know. Well, let's see what you think about it. So this this man, Leo Leck, uh, had a 19-hour SWAT operation happen at his house in 2015 where the police literally tore out every window of his house and pretty much reduced his house to rubble. And the city is saying that they're not going to pay for any of the damages that its officers caused, even though he had no connection to the incident that happened. Um, so basically some, there was a criminal in his house. Yeah. This guy who's a shoplifting suspect. Yeah. A shoplifting suspect l- took off. Yeah. Broke into this guy's house. And then like hid in there. And then hid in there. 
and he also he was running because he had a lot of felony warrants too. It wasn't just a shoplifter. Right, you know, it's like why would a shoplifter more. be? He stole a pack of gum. Yeah, <laughs> no, this was a wanted guy. Yeah, um, that they were trying to get, and they just destroyed this house coming after this guy. Well, I mean, they really tried for bad. like five hours to get him to come out and surrender, um, but then he started firing at officers, and that's when they um, decided to fire back and then enter the home itself. Oh my and gosh. They breached the doors with an armored vehicle, used explosives to blast holes in the walls. They flung tear gas canisters inside and fired 40 millimeter rounds at the home. All his windows are like gone. There's just rubble yep. hanging out. Completely Ugh, so bad. destroyed the house. And the city of Greenwood Village actually offered to pay $5,000 for temporary living costs for the family, but otherwise it didn't have to pay for the damage. That's just, that's so not the, right. <laughs> yeah, like if the police fuck up your house, in a in a raid, they don't mm -hmm. have to. They have no liability for that. Well, I mean, at the same time, like it's not necessarily their fault because they're here to protect and serve. They're doing their job. They should hold sense. the criminal accountable, but obviously, he's probably not going to give you shit. Right. Yeah, and so this homeowner has actually been trying to like get some money back for this, and he took it yeah. up to the U.S. District District Court of Appeals, um, the Tenth Circuit, and they actually ruled that they were not liable. Wow. So he's literally getting no help from the government whatsoever totally to rebuild screwed. his house and oh his insurance God. is only paying 345,000 for the damage to the house and the home appraised at a cost of 580,000. That's insane. So oh, he has to I'd come out of so pocket. Pissed. It had nothing to do with him just cause some fucking asshole hid in your house. Yeah. It had not literally un completely chance that this happened to him. And he literally had to take out a whole nother mortgage loan on, on a new house. That's absurd. I can't believe that. Imagine if that happened to you. Oh, how awful. I'd be so mad. There should be something in place like that. Yeah, there really should be. Another example is if your car is searched by a police dog, they let the dog go into the car. Yeah. And if the dog fucks up your car, they're like not liable the for it. Yeah. Like if they were to wow. jump in your, you know, if you had a really nice car with nice seats and it scratched it up or broke your screen and your well, they car. barely have any funding as it is so how would they pay for it yeah exactly wow but nobody's liable and it's just on you that's crazy i don't know it's kind of a controversial thing and he's actually trying to take it up to the supreme court wow really to appeal this uh, decision that was made because mm. yeah i mean i don't know i don't think that's exactly fair to force him to pay all that extra money no, or something that has that's not nothing fair to do with at them. all. That's I mean, I'd be zero percent fair. I'd be very mad. Yeah, I'd be fighting all the way. This poor guy. That sucks. What's the lesson learned here is make sure you have adequate home insurance. Yeah, my, I'm assuming that he didn't have adequate coverage for the house or just maybe he didn't have a good, great insurance provider. Like that's why, as I've learned, you know, get good homeowners insurance and make sure you have over the amount you need to rebuild your house in the event something like this happens. So right. I don't know, really crazy stuff. But before we get into some of our other interesting topics today, we'd like to thank our first sponsors for today. Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, Cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic. Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals. Okay, so this kind of came out 
like two years ago, two thousand or three years ago even. But a lot of people don't know about this. Have you ever heard of Vanta Black? Negative. Vanta Black. It is a type of material that is the darkest material on Earth. So like the darkest thing possible other than a black hole. Wow. Absolutely no light reflects off of this. Well, barely any. Yeah, it's um, like point point zero three five percent is yep. the amount of visible light. Yep. That it, it, it was developed by Surrey Nanosystems in the United Kingdom, and it absorbs 99.965% of visible light. That's insane. And so it's not like a color, like you can't like paint like with it. It does substance. come in like a paint thing, but um, it's basically a bunch of tubes that are really close together, but they're like smaller than an atom. All these little, they're called like nanotubes. Whoa, that's crazy. And when you shine any light at it, it like does not reflect. So when you look at something like you don't see any type of shadow. So this is an example. So it looks every it looks like you're staring into the abyss. Right. Of a black. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. So there's this like head on it. Yeah. But as it turns, you won't be able to see it like at all. Completely Whoa. blends. Oh, wow. No light. Yeah. No lights bouncing off of it. Not at all. Wild. So it's almost it's like almost creating an invisibility type of substance, you know, right? Like at night, you're not going to see that at all. You're mm -hmm. going to be invisible with Vanta Black. Maybe. <laughs> no, you are because like the amount of light there is already at night is very minimal. So you're going to be essentially invisible. I mean, <laughs> essentially, but there's <laughs> well, there's a car. There's a oh, Vanta Black cool BMW, shit. the darkest car in the say, world. You, I wonder if you can wrap this material onto things, and it looks yep. like you can. Oh, that's sick! Isn't that? It's like super if dark. I had endless money. I would, I would get, get my that. Jeep wrapped in Vanta Black. That'd be sweet. Isn't that cool? Ooh, that's really cool. Yeah, it literally looks like you're looking at because you know it's not just like a normal matte black or metallic black. It's, it's like the darkest thing you can look at. It's darker. Because there's zero yeah. light essentially hitting, reflecting. And apparently, I mean, we can only see it through the screen. We don't have any in front of us. But apparently, it's really in interesting person, to I'm look sure at. In person, I'm sure it's way crazier to look yeah, at. Yeah, like it's... they had people on BuzzFeed like react to looking oh, at really? a piece of it. Because it's just so dark. That's cool. Um, it is this special material. Huh. So, yeah, like I said, it's composed of a forest of vertical tubes that are grown on a substrate using a modified chemical vapor deposition process. Wow. Sounds like some really advanced shit. So it actually traps the light, huh? It yes. like completely traps it, mm -hmm. absorbing it, and then dissipates it into heat. Mm -hmm. It swallows light. That's so cool. Pretty much. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. So NASA has previously developed similar substances to this, huh. but they haven't been able to make it like completely dark. Yeah, uh, but they want to make something more heat resistant than Vanta Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's not so great. But now it's been approved for artistic use, and it actually does come in like a paint. Uh, it's called Vanta Black S slash V I S, and it's a sprayable paint that uses randomly aligned carbon nanotubes and only has a high absorption in the visible light band, and has been exclusively licensed to Anish Kapoor their studio actually for artistic use and a lot of people have been really pissed about this a lot of art other artists yeah because it's sure. like, like why would you make it exclusive to one studio yeah like, what the hell so that's how it is as of right now but 
I thought it was really interesting. I had never heard about it before I saw this. I always wondered about that. I'm like, I'm sure we're figuring out ways to create new colors and new types of materials. Because like, it's endless. And it's can you own it? Like, imagine if someone had owned a color, yeah, red. True. Yeah, you'd be really rich right now. <laughs> so I don't know. But it's really I think, interesting. But this is like more of like a material. It, it is. Seems. It's and really not it's a not color. The black color. No, it's, it's a material. The fact that this material absorbs all this light. It's. I can only imagine all the cool things you could create from this material. Totally. Like imagine a Batman suit in this <laughs> Hell material. Yeah. That'd be sweet. That like, would be sweet. That'd be the coolest. I should make Halloween a superhero that wears this Vanta black. That would be like a good name for a call him like Vanta Black. You just call him that. Black hole. The black hole. The black hole. That'd yeah. be cool. Hell yeah. Because like he, they become invisible once they go into the like dark or shadows. They're just gone. You can't see them. Even though they're good, right in front of you. Yeah, you should write a Marvel, comic, Josh. Hit me up. I got, I got some great, good ideas. Great stuff. The 100%. black hole. I would come up with that. <laughs> it's excellent. So this story is quite interesting. Uh, Russian, Russian researchers found a secret Nazi era Arctic weather station. This is crazy. So on this island of Alexandra land in the Arctic Circle, um, it's been a often dismissed as a myth, but 72 years later, Russian researchers have stumbled on the site of a lost weather station along with a handful of wartime relics from the 1940s. This station was known as the Fortune Seeker. It was a secret Nazi-era meteorological station that was operated by Germany on the Franz Josef Land archipelago during the Second World War. It was reportedly abandoned and destroyed in July 1944, and the story goes that all of the scientists on this island became severely ill with trichinosis. Ooh, what's know, that? I don't even know what that is. But apparently they got it after being forced to eat infected polar bear meat. Ew, during what a stint the actual of fuck? Low supplies. So it's a parasitic of... disease. Thank you, Joe. Oh, nasty. That is the... Does that not scare the shit out of you? Caused by roundworms. Doesn't that sound so horrible? Like, imagine a doctor telling you you've got a a parasite or a worm. Like, oh fuck no! I'd be like, just kill me then. Well, that's what happened. They died. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm sure if if it was untreated. Yeah, but the meteorologists were actually rescued, and the camp was thought to have been destroyed. Over the decades of time, the harsh weather up there, people thought that it completely eroded everything and there was nothing left of the settlement. But artifacts have been discovered on the island and these objects bear Nazi insignias and swastikas. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the Nazis were up in the Arctic Circle, which is interesting. There's a lot of theories about that and stuff. We might have to do a whole episode on that. Because could they have been in the South Pole as well in Antarctica? I think it's very possible. It seems like it really seems like the you know nazis really wanted world domination and yeah and they were gonna do whatever it took i think that's what like mein kampf was about right yeah yeah hitler's book he did he wanted to completely control the world yeah like he may not have outright said that but like subtly yeah i i think actually he pretty much did outright say that yeah but yeah it seemed like they were doing there was there's other proof of them doing stuff up there there's so many theories regarding nazis well, yeah, Antarctica. I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah, there's actually a theory about a Nazi expedition to Antarctica where they were exploring and mapping the area and they uncovered a multitude of underground caves and rivers. 
in one of the caves was particularly large and was turned into a large city that would be home to both Nazis and other powerful groups like the Illuminati. And along Mm. the way, the Germans either came across alien technology or made contact with aliens. There's this whole like alien Nazi theory going on with Antarctica, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, We could probably do a whole episode on that. We really should. It's interesting. I want to know more about it. There's a lot. Well, and that that's not the only theory. There's other theories too There's about tons. what's hidden below the ice of Antarctica. Tons. The Antarctica theories are just very vast. We honestly would need to do like multiple episodes to cover them all like fully. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot for sure. There is. But I don't even know like if there was stuff there, is it still there today? You know, is there still True. bunkers right. and things like that? Yeah, cuz a lot a lot there's a lot of theories that believe that they you know, had this advanced technology and they kind of colonized mm-hmm. and built a base and bunkers in Antarctica. I mean, if they're building a weather station up in the Arctic circle on that Island, why wouldn't they be doing that type of stuff in Antarctica? Right. I mean, that makes sense. Clearly they were trying to, you know, set up all of these strategic locations all over the world. So it only makes sense. Uh, but about 500 items of historical value have been collected on the grounds of the former um, station that was on that Island. And uh, it includes, uh, munitions and military equipment and everyday items, personal effects and fragments of meteorological devices. But crazy, all that stuff's been there for so many years and you know, we're just now picking it up and putting the pieces together. That is so there's just so much interesting things in history that have been lost to time, you know, like so many things mm-hmm. that have just been buried beneath the ice or buried beneath the sand or buried beneath the ocean and you know, I we're know. just like it's just sitting there waiting for somebody to come I know. and find it. And Doesn't that drive you crazy? Don't you wish you could p- just go out and do it yourself? I do. That's what I want to be in my next life is a is a archaeologist. I actually used to say I want to be an archaeologist. I used oh, to really? say everything now. Yeah. This, is, really, this is getting ridiculous. Josh everything. like, oh my God, I just yeah. want to be everything. But really, at one time, I did want to be an archaeologist <laughs> or everything. a paleontologist. I'm sorry. I wanted to be a paleontologist. Oh, really? When I was young, yes. Oh, I never heard this. After going to the museum, I was You like, also wanted to be a doctor and a vet. And an astronaut and pizza delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and a delivery. Starbucks barista. Yes, that's my oh, name. That's yeah. what you said the other day in the drive-thru. I wish there was a way that I could just go do all these just for like a week. And just like Josh, and the other day you were like saying, oh, I wish it'd be like, I want to do the construction job. It looks really fun. You just like want to like Dude, get a taste you of you hate job. building IKEA furniture. You think you're gonna <laughs> yeah. go build yourself a studio? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I just wanted to drive. You wanted to the, drive their little... the bulldozer thing. Yeah, the bobcat. <laughs> oh, the studio was delayed again, guys, because the snow. We got, we got snow in Colorado. Blizzard. Yeah, for days. Dumped on. Like Dumped. eight inches, big time. Yeah. Oops. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Yep. But next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> you know, I'll believe it when I see it. At this point. <laughs> Seriously, you guys are probably like, yeah, we're not expecting it for another year. <laughs> yeah, because for those of you listening, and if you've never watched us on YouTube, we're literally sitting at a table. Yeah, in the basement. We talked about this before, but yeah, it's a card table with a <laughs> cloth. Yeah, it's cloth not the, over it. It's not as nice as our. Well, last. it's it's hard to have a card table. It's not just because it's a card table. It's because it's these heavy mics are on it, and so they're like they can't really be supported by these this like plastic table we're using yeah yeah one day we'll have a studio again (laughs) we will it's just taking a little time it's been a little test of our patience but it'll be worth it yeah it will be 
So what about John Wayne Gacy's house, that motherfucker? Okay, so this is kind of interesting, low-key. I just was curious about this whole situation, but would you guys ever buy a house that sits on the lot where John Wayne Gacy murdered 33 people? Would you ever be willing? Would I do it? Absolutely. Of course you're asked what. I didn't even need to ask. Janelle, what do you think? Um... Maybe if it was already torn down. And yes, let me clarify. It is torn down. His house is gone. So they built that house was fucked. That house was filled with bodies. You couldn't. You couldn't. No. Remodel that. Probably not. Then actually, I don't think so. You know what? I'm gonna retract my statement and say I would not put an offer in, even if it was discounted at ten percent. That's a discounted price. That's a good discount. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd do it for a. McDonald's a bitch fry. loves a deal. <laughs> I know you do love a deal. I love a sale. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know if I would be regretting that later, thinking about what's going on. Well, think about all the spirits that died there. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about haunted, right? Even in a new house, I feel like just the grounds in general. Well, yeah, they always say that stuff that's built on burial grounds is, you know, can be active with spirits. So exactly. Why, I mean, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this house originally had 29 bodies in it when it was discovered in 1978, which we have a whole podcast on Jane Wayne. <laughs> Jane Wayne. <laughs> oh my gosh. John Wayne. John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I always screw up his name for some reason. Um, but we have a whole podcast on it. If you have not heard it, we will link it below. Um, crazy, crazy serial killer. Yeah, he really was. Um, he buried just about all his victims there. 33 of them total, but he only buried 30 or 29 in the actual house. The rest, he, um, he ran out of room, that sick fuck, and had to start. He um, put the rest of them in the Des Plaines River. Yeah. The, the amount of paranormal activity, though, in that, in that area, I think would yeah. be, would it's be, be pretty, intense. pretty intense. If you were asking, there's somebody that would buy it. Uh, yeah. Zach Bagans. Uh, would definitely buy it because oh, uh, like a haunted the, person. He's the you know famous paranormal guy on yeah. Ghost Adventures. Yeah, um, he would buy it because he actually bought a haunted house, uh, the Demon House. Well, he should jump on it because seven years after he they might. found the bodies in it, a new home was built on the lot. They bulldozed the house down. Holy. And basically, this woman bought it for her uh, parents. <laughs> she um, just Which, decided I mean, to build them a house. And she she got it for a really good deal. Oh, where is this? Sorry. Um, she was from Chicago and she bought the house for thirty thousand dollars in nineteen eighty six. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But still, built the land. It was a major discount on the land because like yeah. no one wanted it. Right. And then she built the house. But even now, as a new built house, um, the real estate market is still pers- they're you know generally expecting to get a discount of about ten yeah. percent. Well, yeah, because of this. people are going to want to know, like, mm-hmm. why are you giving the discount? Yeah, exactly. You, I think a lot. Well, they're of not people, giving the discount. They're just they're expecting to have to take of a loss right, of at yeah, least yeah. 10. Somebody's going to be like, hey, I don't think I'll they're going to be able to sell it for whatever they're selling the it for price. now. Sorry, my notes are all over the place. Four fifty nine. It's a twenty five square twenty five hundred square foot and. Um, or no. Oh, the lot itself is 9,000 square feet, and then the actual square footage of the property is 2,500 feet square feet. Yeah. Three bedroom, two bath, 459. It's advertised as a beautiful brick home with an updated kitchen that overlooks a huge backyard. 
watch this house watch somebody buy this house move in and it's you know the <laughs> next the next, the next house we see on you Possibly. know all the paranormal shows yeah because the owner's calling them to the house being like mm-hmm. my house is extremely haunted there's all kinds of crazy shit well you think you're definitely seeming to think that someone's gonna buy this that is interested in it for it's being haunted but they're not advertising it that at all well, they're like no. totally trying to hide the fact that you know this was John Wayne yeah, Gacy's house. Yeah, but come on. Somebody's going to figure it out. No, You're, people know for the sure. The neighbors are going to be like, all over it. Uh, yeah, you know, there was a pot of bodies buried beneath your house. Yeah, at 29. Yeah. I feel like you should have to disclose something like that. How do they even if there know? there was a mass murder that occurred on the property, I feel like you need to tell the owner. Let's hope they actually like dug up the whole lot too to make sure that there's not like some oh, remnants. Their of... dogs out there and they bring something in. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like who doesn't. You know, for all we know, he could have hid other other things and people on the lot somewhere. I think they think they got it all. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Cause, yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. Yeah. So that would be a no. I don't you know. would not buy it. Josh is a yes. Janelle's a no. I don't think I would buy this shit. I'd, no way. I'd flip or flop it. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's already been flipped and flopped. I'd flip it again. Still doesn't matter. The energy is still shit. Or you make it like a paranormal house or something. And do what? Live there and, and hate your <laughs> life every day while you're being tortured by the souls that were tortured there yeah god i don't know doesn't sound like fun to me i wouldn't buy that house god that's crazy we'll see we'll see how much it sells for it's kind of interesting tmz's been all over it so they were my source watch watch, though watch if you know who zach uh begins is then you watch he he might go for it maybe i don't know i don't know if there's anything haunted going on there well wow We'll see. He might just own it to say he owns John Wayne Gacy's because he he has la Pogo the Clown paintings in his haunted museum and stuff. Mm, okay, he's got some of his uh, artifacts, so he might go for it. But my next story is about the police, uh, because this is something that you know is. I mean, we've all encountered the police at one point or another, and almost every interaction it seems like it's a stressful situation. When you encounter the police a lot of the times I have had terrible experiences, but I've also had good experiences. It's hard to say, but most of my experiences have not been good. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, I've had a lot. Are you stressed out? Yes. Very stressed out. That's a problem. I have a fear of police. I have a, when I see a police car, oftentimes I'll be like scared. I think we all kind of like jump a little bit, you know, when you, you, or you start going, Oh yeah. shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! You got yeah. slightly, you police car tailing you. Get stressed. You, even it's like an anxiety. You're not doing anything, you're right? Automatically a stress factor. That's bad. Yeah, I know. That's bad. It's and it it's like obvious. I want to make it clear. We're not saying all police are like this. No, it's not the police fault. It's just the the actual persona and you know kind of what they've become as a whole has kind of changed over the years. And I think there's a lot of negative connotations put on the police mm-hmm. and. We, yeah, we automatically right. associate our, you know, encounter with That's a police so officer with somebody else's. Right. You know, it doesn't mean that we're going to have a negative encounter with them, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I knew a lot of cops, especially back in the day. And I knew a lot of really, really good ones and just really good people that were yeah, doing the job too. correctly. I went mm-hmm. on a ton of ride alongs and I've seen a lot of really good police work yeah. and policing. And I've also seen some negative stuff where I'm like, these people should not be police officers. And right. they, they're just not built for it because it's a it's a hard job. I mean, it's super stressful yes. on them. Very They're putting their taxing. life on the line when they don't mm-hmm. know who you are. They have no idea if you're, you know, going to hurt them or try to, you know, do something. Mm-hmm. So 
that's why encounters are so stressful is because of just kind of where our society is Mm -hmm. in general and just kind of how violent it is and how unpredictable it is. Yeah. But this specific story actually has to do with mental health and Denver actually Denver, Colorado might become the eighth U S city to take cops out of mental health, 911 calls. So there's, so one of the biggest problems that we've seen is cops responding to incidents involving people that have mental health issues and it could be from mild to severe uh, uh, ailments such as like schizophrenia to you know high anxiety even or people that are just straight up you know kind of out of their mind in a sense and mm-hmm. oftentimes the police are not trained properly to deal with somebody like that or not patient enough to deal with it and somebody ends up getting hurt or killed even um, as we've seen with mm-hmm. with plenty of examples of that many so they're trying to figure out how do we fix this because nobody should die on a welfare check right right if a cop is coming to a police officer is coming to check on an individual Mm -hmm. you know to make sure they're okay because nobody's heard from them and you know somebody ends up dying because of this and there's no reason for it yeah that last one was the most horrific story yeah well yeah that welfare check was just blatantly should have never happened Mm -hmm. she should have never been shot in the first place but if you show up on a welfare check and the person's just kind of mentally ill mm-hmm. and they're acting kind of crazy or they're you know just out in the street right. with a knife i mean right. we've even seen on like live pd oh, um, saw where, that. and my dad's neighbor yeah yeah exactly they're just kind of yeah they're running that's around the street lighting example. bottle rockets naked right screaming yeah exactly so how do you deal with that and should police deal with that or what some of these cities are starting to do including what denver's about to do is they're in putting in place this program called crisis assistance helping out on the streets are cahoots. And basically whenever there's a mental health related 911 call. So I don't know the exact specifics of this. I don't know if it's, you know, if the individual that they're dealing with that they know has mental health issues that they're actually um, doing this, or if it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, they show up on scene and it's clearly somebody that's mentally ill and then they kind of, please kind of take a step back. And they send in a mental health professional mm-hmm. to deal with the uh, the individual, and they've actually had a lot of success with this. So they send in a mental health professional that's not wearing a, a, a you know a uniform or anything it's like way that. Way less stressful. It's way less stressful. More you might be able to de-escalate the situation right. without having to get physical. I or... think the uniform can be a little intimidating at times. Like it's so important because yeah. that's how you identify police right, officers. Right. But it is also a little scary. Like you don't necessarily. Well, it's especially if you're having a mental episode, you could totally be more afraid of it. I think coming from a therapist, mental health professional would be so much better. That makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. So they're going to, they've been running this program in Los Angeles, Oakland, New York, Vancouver, and Portland. And uh, Denver's about to put it in place uh, because they've actually been struggling with a 9% increase in mental health related 911 calls over the past three years. Gosh. Wow. And, uh, like, for example, in Eugene, uh, the city of Eugene, they diverted 17% of the 130,000 calls through the CAHOOTS program in 2017 alone. Wow. So a lot of calls, like, a, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Like, a lot of 911 calls probably do have to deal with people that are mentally ill that yes. need psychiatric help, not necessarily the police to come deal with I them. I bet if you asked, it's probably a good percentage of 911 calls, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look and look at the issue with people in prison that have mental yeah, health issues that's true it's a major problem and, it is and, you know you can't exactly blame somebody for everything that they do because no 
Absolutely they're not, not mentally right. capable right. of dealing with the stress that they're under, the situation mm-hmm. they're in, mm-hmm. the environment. I think environment has so much to do with it too, especially when we're dealing with people in prison that are mentally ill. Yeah, it's just crazy though. And, you know, I hope hope it helps because, yeah, you got to figure this mental health issue out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just seems like a huge thing to tackle though, you know. It is. It's really tricky too. Like, how do you know for sure if somebody's mentally ill or they're just acting like right. crazy or something? You know, they're just being stupid well, what or it, drunk. What, how or, does like drugs or dr- yeah drinking come into this? Well, I don't think that's the that's the examples that this program gets. Because they're not going to send like a therapist in for that. <laughs> no, call on the therapist. We got right. a drunk guy with a knife in the street or something. So, but how do you tell the difference sometimes? Well, I think in some cases they're starting to they're starting to individuals that are making contact with police are you know, on your record, like they mm-hmm. know that you're diagnosed with this and they're starting to know how to deal with that. And plus they are, they have started training police departments on how to better deal with mental health or just people that are in crisis situations, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we saw that one video um, on live PD where the, the individual was like, kill me. Right. They're having a mental health. And that happens all the nightmare time where they want to have death be, by a cop. Yeah. Suicide by cop. And the cop's like, no, 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 I'm not going to shoot you. I'm not going to mm-hmm. shoot you. How do you it's very patient. That? You have to be patient. But at the same time, you got to make sure you, you keep yourself safe as the officer. Like, right. This guy has a knife or a gun. You know. And how much training in mental health do police officers exactly? Get? You know, it's exactly. not really their forte. Right. So it, I don't think that should really be expected of them after everything else they have to worry about. You know, it's true. So it's kind of there honestly should be mental health professionals within the police department that exactly. like work with the exactly. officers. It should be a part yeah. of training. It should yeah. be a part of or there's just the like a therapist interview process. in the department, like department therapists. Yeah. Which I think there are some in some places, but yeah, there probably are not nearly enough. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's a mentally taxing job. You absolutely as a cop should have a therapist and be talking. Oh to yeah. Somebody. No, I just meant like with. actual officers that are on, they're like officers, but they're trained in mental health as ah. well so that they can come to scenes yeah. and still have some, type Which of there training there for are. the situation because like, like what if you're in a dangerous situation you're just a therapist like no like there are like hostage negotiation type people are trained to deal with people like that okay like they go to tra- they go to special training where they they learn how to just talk yeah. talk with a, a person like that but on another note it would be good for them to have therapists in the departments for police to talk to as well because it is a very taxing job mentally yeah. And there's probably a lot you need to talk about. I'd, I'd be wanting to talk to someone just about all the other, you know, drama around yeah. police yeah. in general. I'd have anxiety if I was a police officer just because there's, it's very, I don't know, the job's very difficult. It's very difficult. And it well, would be nice for them to have someone to talk situations to. Situations every day. But I wonder if that's a thing already. You it, should it let is. us know. It is. There some, some departments do have, okay. have like therapists and counsel people Good. to talk to. But like small departments that don't have the resources right. or money may not. May not. And right. some a lot of times when these incidents happen where mental health, you know, plays a role in, in somebody that gets killed or, you know, shot or something. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's a, it's in a department that doesn't have the resources available to them to really deal with those situations. And they're understaffed, under underfunded. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it, it creates a really bad situation. Totally. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting because it's a really big problem that we need to deal with. All right. So this last one actually came to us from a subscriber. Shout out to you, Serena. 
she took two of our baby bunnies, and she lives in Texas. Um, but she told me about the Superman curse. Oh. Have you heard of this? I have not heard of the Superman curse. Yeah. Well, which also I did want to say we are going to take um, requests from you guys for future podcasts and Ponder Sesh episodes. We're going to have a link in the bio for the next episode. In the you. bio? <laughs> yeah, in the bio. In the descript. I guess that's not like on podcasts. I'm a YouTuber. No, in the show notes, guys, we'll put the show the, notes. Oh, okay. The form yeah. link. Yeah, it'll for... be there for future um, requests. If you have something that you're like, oh my gosh, I'd love to hear them talk about this. That's you can a good submit idea. it there. Yeah. So what's yes. the Superman curse? Okay, so basically everyone who has played Superman on like a professional setting in the past okay. has either had something really bad happen to them they physically or they've died or their career kind of fizzled out. They just haven't had good luck since playing the role of Superman. Mm. So people think that there's a Superman curse. Interesting. So Kirk Allen was the first actor to portray Superman starring in two 15-minute or two 15 episode film series for Columbia Studios starting in 1948 Superman and the Adam Man versus Superman. He began his career as a chorus boy and then worked his way up through the acting ranks to his co starring role in Republic Studios and they gave him his final big break. Hmm. But then the studio executives at Columbia Pictures took note that he had a really strong resemblance to Clark Kent. The and, actual character. Yeah. Right. And then eventually they cast him as a mild-mannered reporter. Um, but he wasn't as well-known, so they kept his name out of the credits in Superman. Okay. Yeah, so that was kind of the start of his bad luck. They didn't even credit him. That sucks. For the parts that he did play. <laughs> um, yeah, that's shitty. Yeah. What the hell? So then he wasn't able to kind of get his career going after that. Yeah, because nobody even knew who he was. Who, no. Who was playing Superman. Yeah, and he kind of only had the Superman vibe. Like when he would go in for other auditions, people like knew him in the industry as Superman. So he like wasn't able to get any roles. Gotcha. Going forward. Gotcha. So, I mean, his it's kind of a stretch. His is probably the least interesting, yeah. um, but he kind of like fizzled out. So they definitely use him as part of the theory. Uh, but in his finals years, he did struggle from Alzheimer's disease and died um, in, you know, Reg, you know, people didn't really know who he was for the most part. Like he didn't he really was get recognition. Like this unknown, yeah, unknown actor that played a really iconic character, and yet nobody knew who he was, and essentially died as a no namer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he was kind of yeah. And then there's George Reeves, who was the first television Superman, and he was in both a 1951 film and The Adventures of Superman TV show that ran for six years, starting in 1952. But after five successful seasons, Superman was canceled in 1958, and he struggled to find work after that. And then on June 16th, 1959, the actor was actually found dead in his bedroom during a party at his house. And the cause of death was a gunshot wound to his head. Oh, shit. Which the police ruled this a suicide, but there were testimonies of like a bunch of drunk guests, which they yeah. really kind of haven't like, who been able knows to figure if it they out. They really knew what was going on. Yeah. So it's been kind of inconclusive, but there's, you know, quite a bit of murder rumors. And there's, you know, People that say there's even physical evidence that he was possibly murdered. Interesting. So that's bad luck. And then there's probably the most famous case, Christopher Reeve, um, who did classical acting training at Cornell. 
And then he uh, first did his first Superman movie, 1978, in Superman, and they did three sequels for that as well. Right. Then in 1995, he had an accident. Um, he was actually really into horses, and he rode horses. He did competing and, you know, equ- what is it called? Equestrian. Equestrian yeah. training. Where you're, like, riding around and, and jumping over stuff. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried that. My mom put me in classes. I did it twice and then quit because the smell. Yeah, I've never done equestrian. I've always been a Western Or maybe horse I did rider. that. I did like where you like ride around little circles and jump on stuff and everything. That's My mom question. put me in that. Unless, unless you're running around barrels or lassoing, that's Western. Yeah, I mean, I never made it to anything like that. <laughs> it was like learn how to walk on the horse. Yeah, where they like make you do like trot and then yeah. do like, yeah, different yeah. types of riding. It's pretty difficult. And like, you know, the reason yeah, why it's it so is. hard is because you got to make sure that the horse doesn't throw you, yeah. which that's what happened to him. He was thrown from the mountain, suffered from a broken neck. Shit. Yeah, it was really bad. And the accident left him a lifelong quadriplegic. Shit, man. Dependent on a respirator. God, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But it didn't let him slow him down too much. He continued to act. It actually became a vocal advocate for those suffering from paralysis. Um, but despite beating the odds, he and getting some, you know, feeling back in his limbs, he did die from pneumonia, which was a complication of his condition at the age of 52. Died young. Yeah, so people think it's a curse. Is it just, you know, by chance? Then there's Lee John Quigley, who was cast as Superman when he was only seven months old, appearing alongside Marlon Brando in the 1978 version of Superman. Um, As a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, But then he actually died due to complications from solvent abuse at age 14. Wow. Solvent abuse. So anybody that's directly involved with Superman or either played plays the, yeah. any shape, form of Superman in, in the films right? They has think, issues. Yeah. But there's also some people that think that it's connected to other actors as well in the franchise, such as Marlon Brando. He had some issues as well. So it's not really a curse. It's a complete... No, and then... And then there's Richard Pryor, who played the computer hacker in Superman 3... And he lit himself on fire during a binge and later developed multiple sclerosis. But lit himself on fire during a drug binge. Jesus. So maybe it's just, you know, not necessarily a curse, but it's just Hollywood for you. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it looks like to me. Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. That might be I'm sorry, right. That was funny. Is it Margaret or Margaret? Margaret. <laughs> Margaret Kidder. She played uh, Lois Lane. And then she went on to suffer bipolar disorder and addiction, which, you know, left havoc hmm. on her life and derailed her career. But again, that's Hollywood for you. That's the thing is like so many people, so many famous actors and have issues. Like you could say there's a curse on and, every yeah. franchise. Almost, I don't know. You know, it is kind of interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm curious what you guys think about that. The Superman curse. Yeah. Thought it was interesting. I don't know how much there I bet is there's, to it, I but I wonder if there's others, other characters that have curses behind them. I'm sure oh, there are. And this is one more interesting thing. People think that the curse was originally started by the hero's creators, uh, the who actually came yeah. up with S- Superman, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, and they sold the rights to Superman early on for only a hundred thirty dollars. To DC Comics. Off, man. Yep. And they spent the rest of their lives trying to recover legal ownership over the gold mine that is Superman. 
I bet they were trying yeah. to get it back because they're like, damn, isn't that crazy? That this would turn into a multi-billion-dollar franchise. Like, yeah, damn. exactly. And then the hundred and thirty-dollar check sold at an auction in twenty twelve oh, for a hundred and sixty grand. Damn. <laughs> How insane is that? So it's not like a curse in the fact of like I'm placing a curse on. No. It's not like they got together and were like. There's right, not gonna, much to it. We're gonna curse <laughs> Superman and no. curse anybody that ever plays Superman. But it's, it's just interesting. Coincidences that all add up to thinking maybe a curse. Right. Or it's just kind of a figure of speech, a curse. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though. It is. Very weird. The last little story that I've got is something that happened recently that was actually pretty, pretty crazy to see really because it had to do with Edward Snowden, who is a whistleblower, a former employee and contractor for both the CIA and NSA who leaked highly classified information about a number of widespread government programs that were used to surveil us without our knowledge. Mm. Um, If you guys remember when all that went down uh, a few years ago, or maybe it's been longer than that, but Joe Rogan um, actually had him on the podcast virtually. Wow, that's cool. And uh, got to talk to him because he's exiled in Russia right now. Yeah, what a crazy guest to have on your podcast. Joe Rogan gets the best guests. He does. He gets the craziest guests. He does. But of course, you know, while interviewing him, they got into a bunch of different topics. But one thing in particular that Joe had to ask about, of course, and I'm glad he did, was if Edward Snowden had ever come across any sort of information that would tell us if, you know, the government's hiding information on aliens or not. Right. And (laughs) of course, he was he kind of like kind of laughed about it at first. He was like, of course, you'd like want to know that. Yeah. Um. (laughs) But basically what he said is, quote unquote, for the record, as far as I could tell, aliens have never contacted Earth, or at least they haven't contacted U.S. intelligence, in case you were wondering. Yeah. Very interesting. Does that mean he just doesn't know, though? He hasn't come across the information? or Well, he said that... He's probably seen so much. He Well, he had like uh, unlimited access to the NSA, the CIA, all wow. these different computer systems and files. And I mean, if he Nothing. found this top secret surveillance program... That was classified. Mm. You think he's like, I had access to everything pretty much. And there was nothing in there about aliens. Wow. But, you know, maybe, I mean, the flip side is a lot of people be like, well, of course he didn't, he didn't find him because it's that compartmentalized that even him, you know, a contractor or hacker wouldn't be able to get to it because (laughs) it's hidden that well. But at the same time, it's like, well, maybe he's, 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 you know, that's the truth. They don't have information about that. Yeah, they may not. Um, Wow. But he also said, uh, yeah, he also said that, yes, man really did land on the moon. Climate change is real and chemtrails are not a thing. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's confirmed confirms all all the things I was thinking. But do you trust him? Do you trust Edward Snowden? Wait, what are the three things he said again? Chemtrails are not real. Chemtrails are not a thing. Climate change is real. Yes. Man really did land on the moon. Okay. Which I agree with. Yeah. All those things. Chemtrails. I'm still, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen enough evidence to say for sure, but it's an interesting theory. It's interesting. I don't know. I guess I can't speak enough on it without doing full research on it. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe we need to do like a full podcast before we completely decide. But from what I have seen, there's not like enough evidence. I haven't seen anything like compelling enough. Not really. Not really. I mean, there's some stuff, but it's just like with any conspiracy, you know, it's like, what are the sources? Where is it coming from? Right. And yeah, you just don't really know. Mm hmm. 
But he went on to say that, you know, but the idea that we're hiding them, if we are hiding them, I had ridiculous access to the networks of the NSA, the CIA, the military, all these groups. I couldn't find anything. So if it's hidden and it could be hidden, it's hidden really damn well, even from people who are on the inside. Wow. He was like scouring. Yeah. So much information, so, so much classified stuff. Honestly, I'm surprised we need to get leaked more stuff. Yeah, but then true. again, I think, you know, I think these agencies are smarter than they lead on. And yeah, he was able to get access to them and, and look around. But come on, like there's secrets there that they have. Nobody even knows how to access them except for like a couple people. And those people are unknown to us or the or the systems are not even in the government systems like if the government was smart, they would put all of that top secret classified information that could potentially, because if you think about it, all these government agencies are being hacked all the time. Yeah. They're being attacked all the time, all course. day, yeah. every day. And uh-huh. we're attacked and the NSA and all of our intelligence groups are attacking other countries, networks and, and computer systems, trying to gain inf- spying and gain information from, from yeah. them. So if it was something as crazy as aliens, why would, you know, and they w- really didn't want the public to know about that, then, why would they put that in their government computer systems? They would put it off-site somewhere. You know, there's probably some off-site, unknown, underground data center yep. that has all this information in it that is not even remotely on the same network that, you know, all this other information he gathered from. It's like surveillance programs, yeah. aliens. It's like, are they going to be, you know, even in the remotely same server, or, you know, section of the network? Right. I mean, he definitely could have just not seen Mm-hmm. the files mm-hmm. if there are any i don't know it's hard to say it's really interesting to hear that from him because i mean like if anyone's gonna spill the tea it's him right he would know you know if if it was like yeah. blatantly and there he people. would know and he would have told us that it was there that's interesting hmm. so yeah i don't know man it's it's very interesting but yeah it's a definitely a good podcast to listen to um if you're looking for something yeah i gotta listen to that it's really we got a flight. We're about to head out of town tomorrow to work on a project for YouTube. We are. We and, are. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll listen to it on the podcast or on the, on the flight. God, I'm like getting really tired. A project together too. Yeah, we are working. I'm teaming up together. with Kendall. Yes. To work on a very sneak preview, very here. interesting uh, project for sure. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm really excited it's for everyone be, to see it. Yeah. But we're yeah we're stressing out because we're leaving on our flight in less than twelve hours. Yeah. Shit's going down. It's crazy. It's a big challenge for us, but we're excited. Very much so. But we'll still be back with another episode next week because we're only going to be there a few days. Yes, very true. But yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to give us a like and thumbs up and subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And Yes, at Mile Higher Pod on Twitter, at Mile Higher Podcast on Instagram. Yes. Run by Janelle. But that's it. That's it. See you guys next week. Stay safe. And stay woke. compliance regulations change thousands of times and every year ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else like running their business grow stronger with ADP HR talent time and payroll